What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. So I had to wait a couple days to make this episode because I was so frustrated with our loss to the Steelers. And it's, again, I'm not frustrated. Well, I guess I am frustrated when we lose, but I guess I wasn't as frustrated in the fact that we lost. I was more frustrated in the way how that the way blah, 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 the way that we lost, and it's kind of frustrating because this has been an ongoing issue with the Rams all season, and this game really it kind of highlighted how this season's been, right? It highlighted how the season's been this year in two in two ways, right? It highlighted the season, how it's been for injuries and how we've had um, a very poor offensive line. It just highlighted all these problems. So obviously the biggest issue with the Rams right now, the number one issue with the Rams is our offensive line. Our offensive line is awful, right? Outside of Whitworth, I mean, I, I the team's not that good. And the problem is too is that Whitworth's like 37, 38, something like that. So he's maybe going to retire after this year. Or maybe the year after that. I forgot how I forgot his contract and whatnot. But yeah, the offensive line. Before I can even get into the other issues with the game itself and the Rams in general, the offensive line is just—they look soft. You know, they can't hold their blocks. They're—they're they're not very disciplined. They've got a lot of holding calls and a lot of—and they get a lot of um, like false starts. And you, I mean, it's—it's it's really frustrating, right? They're coming off a of bye week. I would expect the Rams to have a more disciplined offensive line. And what I've really noticed, too, is that watching the game footage is that at the tackle position, right? So not Whitworth's playing fine, but Havenstein is just, he is a complete liability. I mean, he's just getting beat off the ball every single time, and he's allowing the pocket to collapse. And and it's like the whole offense, and any it doesn't matter what system you run, any offense starts with the offensive line. And the Rams just... We don't have it. And I mentioned this before that, you know, the Rams went cheap on the offensive line. They took a gamble on a couple of young guys and it didn't pan out. Right. I mean, that and that happens. We went for some more skill position players. And so this is we could have seen this coming. Right. We could have we, we should have known that the Rams were the Rams were going to struggle a bit offensively. I mean, on the offensive line. But now now that we've discussed the, the main issue, right, the offensive line, and on top of it too, right, you know, we could think, okay, maybe they're a young offensive line, they're going to learn. No, <laughs> because Havenstein's out. Uh, Havenstein's injured, and I don't know, I can't remember the severity of Rob Havenstein's injury, but I know that he's out for a bit, and I know that Brian Allen, I think, tore his MCL, our center, so he's out for the season. So it's not getting much better <laughs> for for Rams fans, unfortunately, but... Anyway, so there's some other issues I noticed too, and the first the first issue is Jared Goff, right? So yes, did Jared Goff have you know adequate pass protection? Absolutely not. But in the moments that he did have pass protection, he was completely underperforming. I mean, 22 of 41, 243 yards, two interceptions, uh, got sacked four times, had a QB rating of 51.2. So Jared Goff, I've noticed he really he really really likes to squeeze throws. He likes to squeeze throws into double, triple coverage, and it, it's really, really risky, right? I mean, and, but Jared Goff, the whole game was just very inaccurate, and, you know, he was missing screen passes, and he was getting, and of course, part of this, too, is he was getting a lot of balls batted down by the defensive line, but the issue with Jared Goff is this. If you look at Jared Goff's stats on the road, they're not very good, 
And Jared Goff, quite frankly, when he's on the road, is a completely different quarterback. And as Rams fans, we need to we need to know, we need, we need to accept this, right? But the problem is, it's such a liability when your play just drops off so much on the road. And it's not just like okay, he's a great quarterback at home, and he's like he's he's good, but you know, just kind of okay-ish. If that makes sense, like on the road, like take Russell Wilson for example, or the Seahawks, right? When they play at home, they have such a significant home field advantage. They play very very well. But when they go on the road, they're not playing like maybe not as good as they play at home, but they're you know they play okay, right? But Jared Goff is that he plays, you know, it's it's still a mixed bag when he's at home, but for the most part, it's better. But when he goes on the road, it's just a completely different quarterback. I mean, he's just he panics, right? Jared Goff on the road, he looks like he's petrified half the time. He just looks very very worried and scared. And I mean, maybe it has to do with our offensive line not giving him you know proper pass protection, but still, I mean, the some of the plays he. He really just wasn't able to get the offense going, um, and he is at a bit, a bit. He is at a bit of a disadvantage with you know Brandon Cooks being injured and Todd Gurley. We don't really know what that's going on. We don't we don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley, which you know I'll talk about in a little bit. But you know he's at he's he is at a big he is at a significant you know disadvantage. But some of the stuff are just inexcusable, right? I mean, some of these easy passes he has to make it, and especially with the money that he's making. Jerry Goff gets resigned to a huge contract, and you've got to be making these throws. And the most surprising thing, too, is that the game, with this game against the Steelers, is that Jared Goff, um, he, I don't think he, I don't think Cooper Cup had a single reception the entire game, which is crazy because the game before that he had like 220 yards receiving or something crazy like that. And the, the interesting thing too is that Cooper Cup was only targeted four times. Right, I mean, we, I, it's kind of crazy that Jared Goff would only target his favorite wide receiver four times in the game, so it was kind of interesting. So I don't know what the whole idea behind that was, um, and it was, it, I don't know, it was just kind of interesting. I, I think that the Rams in general, some of the play calling to me was very questionable. I mean, it, in this past game, we had the Rams. It was, I want to say, like third and seven or something. No, I'm sorry, fourth and seven. We're going to punt. And we go for a fake punt, and we're at our own like 30 or 40-yard line. Which this doesn't, one, that's a terrible play call no matter what the situation is. But on top of it, Jared Goff hurts his hip, okay? So he's not going to, so he had to go out. So the snap before that, Blake Bortles was in. So even if Johnny Hecker is able to complete this, you know, fake punt, and it just wouldn't make much sense because we would we couldn't even use Jared Goff on the drive coming forward. I mean, coming up. So to me, that didn't really make much sense. I mean, Johnny Hecker, you know, forced the throw and it was an interception and just kind of looked really bad. Um, now the next issue with the Rams right now it's Todd Gurley. We have no idea what is going on with Todd Gurley. I mean, if if he's not fully recovered, there's like a load management thing. Um, we have no idea. But to be quite frank, I mean, he he's a liability in the fourth quarter. Because he's not playing, right? I mean, you have our best running. We have, you know, when healthy, we have our best running back. He's, I think he's our best offensive weapon when healthy, and we can't use him. And it's just, I don't know if he's going to be used as a decoy. I mean, he only had 12 carries. Um, so I don't really know what the Rams plan to do with Todd Gurley for the rest of the season. Because the way we're using him right now, we're not fooling anybody, right? He's not being very productive. And I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I, but, you know, I'm going to call this right now. This is really early. Super hot take, but don't be surprised if the Rams look into Kareem Hunt because that would be an excellent combination because Kareem Hunt has to be the best best backup running back in the NFL right now. So 
and he's very talented. He's very young, and I mean, he is a head case. So I don't know what the I mean, but so I don't know if you want Kareem Hunt and Jalen Ramsey in the same locker room. I don't know if that's going to cause issues, but you know, Kareem Hunt, it, he could fill a void that you know if Todd Gurley's still hurt and he, we can only use him a little bit. Um, it would make sense. I think it would be a good fit. But I mean, th- that should be the other issue too with the. That should be the other thing too with the um, with the Rams is you know we have to figure out a way to get someone else that productive. I mean, we have to establish the running game, and part of it is you know Todd Gurley's being hurried, doesn't look like his old self. But the other part of it is that we are so scared to run the football. We are so scared. I mean, sometimes it'll be like second and ten, or you know maybe second and fifteen or something like that. And sometimes you just need a sometimes you need to run the ball just to get a few yards and make the third down manageable. But the Rams don't like to do that. The Rams just want to go, you know, we're, we're trying to do this. I don't know. It's almost like an air raid offense with Jared Goff, and we're just giving him so many throws. So I don't really know. We're not very versatile with our play calling. And another thing, too, with with this pass game with the Steelers, and I hate to say it, but and I, I don't like blaming losses on officiating, but I have to say it. The officiating this past game was very inconsistent. I mean, you you could look at the, the the fumble calls on Goff as compared to Mason Rudolph. There was a play where I think we were trying to throw to Josh Reynolds in the end zone, which looked like a pass interference, which they didn't call, and then they called one later that wasn't as bad on Cooper Cup. Or I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think as the refs, you need to establish what kind of game they're going to be playing from the from the get go, right? It's either going to be one of those games where they're going to let you guys play, or it's going to be a game where they're very. Um, where they're very strict on you know contact and all that kind of stuff and they're they're calling pulling a lot of flags and stuff so i don't know i thought the officiating was very inconsistent i don't think that helped i don't really think that jared goff's fumble that the steelers returned for a touchdown was a fumble um and also too i don't know what it is but who's that guy that like dean blandino or something like that like the the officiating expert that they bring in on fox and i don't know what it is but every time they bring this guy in he's it it's all, and they talk about a controversial call like with the Rams. He he never sides with the Rams. I don't know what it is, and I'm not saying you know, not saying he's biased or anything like that. But I just don't. It's like oh, I watch watch the next time he does something like that where they go to their ESPN referee ex, rules expert or whatever. Just you know, take a listen because it's it's never it's never good for the Rams um, if he's talking. Now, something I have to talk about too. It's something that, a positive note. I guess we should end this podcast on a positive note too. But the Rams defense looks excellent. Every, when we got Jalen Ramsey, it just, it looks very very good. Um, the only thing, if I am gonna nitpick, right? If, if the only thing I'm, if I'm, if I'm gonna nitpick is the Rams are very ineffective when they're blitzing, right? The the people that blitz they get they get caught up in the wash with you know the guards and like the running backs and stuff like that. So. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know what it is, but it's like I feel like we have a better pass rush when we just send the straight four than when we send an extra pressure. And because last game our our blitz was not getting there in time. But I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey has been playing very well. Aaron Donald has been playing very well. Our rush defense has been looking very good. So you know, we we have a lot of talent there on defense. We're looking good. It's just on offense. You know, it's it's just we got to get things going on offense. And I'm not really sure how. The Rams are going to rebuild this offensive line. So the Rams, I mean, we gave up what, like two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. So we're in a bit of a predicament, right? We we don't have the the assets to add this young talent in like the first round because then that would be, if we had a first round pick to bring in an offensive lineman, that'd be great. And then also too, we're going to have to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. So I don't, you know, I'm not sure how much financial flexibility 
we're going to have, but we definitely need some help. Um, I don't know Trent Williams' contract with the Redskins, but if he's a free agent, that would be a great fit to have him at the right tackle position or you know, maybe another guard or something like that. But, you know, the offensive line, that's how you start your offense. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, do the Rams have a chance of making the playoffs? I think they still do. And um, it's, it's going to be a tight squeeze. But, I mean, because <laughs> what it really comes down to is, you know, because we're trailing the Vikings – and I think they're they have three losses and we have four losses. Um, and it was it's it kind of interesting. So what the big ooh, sorry about that kind of knocked my mic over. <laughs> but um, the big question is with the Vikings is do you think like like can't, the only thing that's going to stop the Vikings is themselves, right? I mean, the, basically the big question is is Kirk Cousins going to implode, right? Is Kirk Cousins just going to crap the bed? And we've seen this before, right? Kirk, we've seen it happen before. The Vikings look good right now. They look very good, but I wouldn't put it past them, you know? And I think they have, they have a challenging schedule. We have a very challenging schedule having to play San Fran again, having to play, um, we have to play Chicago, we have to play Seattle. So we have a grueling schedule. And, you know, it's, we're, I think we're going to have to ride on our defense. And we're going to have to get some ugly, some ugly games. And I think we still have a chance. So I'm not losing faith. It's, it's, it's hard not to, but I think the Rams can pull it off. But they're gonna need they're need they're gonna need a little help from the Vikings, and we're gonna need to fix that offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. My name is Teddy Raksak, and this has been TED Talk Sports.